0: You
1: are now listening to the Talk Your Jits Podcast. And welcome back to the Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I am your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a third-degree black belt who trains at hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, Jiu-Jitsu 100 Academy located in Haley, Idaho. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Bowie
0: having me Lamar
1: oh man the pleasure is all mine sir but um yeah like you know I said earlier I you know I thank you again for coming on the show and uh bless us with your uh with your journey of jujitsu of this sport that we love so much
0: yeah yeah I like doing these podcasts it's cool they're starting to kind of pop up more and more you know all right
1: well let's now, uh, without further ado if you want to go ahead and formally introduce yourself again by all means and let's hear about your jujitsu journey
0: yeah, my name is Joel Bowie. Um, I'm a third-degree black belt under Luis Heredia. Um, and I've been training in Hawaii for the last 15, 16 years, up until about uh, two years ago. My wife and I moved to Haley, Idaho, a small little town in the mountains, like 6,000 feet up, a little like s- snow resort type of town. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was just telling Lamar, before the podcast started, you know, we. We knew this town had no jiu-jitsu, so it was kind of a cool move going from... Hawaii is very, you know, jiu-jitsu is very popular, and so it's a very big thing. Everybody knows what it is. Everybody watches all the fights and all that stuff. Um, And it was kind of interesting to come here and and explain it to a bunch of people that really had no idea um, about the Gracies or any of that stuff, and um, slowly but surely, we've built up, like, a really big team, you know, a really big kids' team, anyways. and they're obsessed with it you know so like we've been able to like give it to these kids that probably never would have had it mm-hmm. um, and now like some of them are doing very well um competing and and some of them you know like just changing their life for the better like it does for so many of us
1: so many of us yeah. so many of us and um so you know you were saying earlier that this was like a new school that you guys just opened you said about a year right
0: yeah i mean we're kind of like in this coming october we'll make two years so we're like a okay. you know, year and a half kind of style
1: <laughs> all right so how how's that how's that journey been interesting you know
0: um go, especially going from maui to idaho uh, and especially up on the mountain so it's like you know 80 degrees every day where we were and then um you know, it's gotten up to like minus 12 in the winter here. So like, it's 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 crazy. Like right now it's just snow, you know, packed up in our backyard. Um, it, it's a snowy wintry Christmas vibes, you know, it's super different than where we were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's kind of cool. My kids and my wife had never even really seen snow before. Um, so it was just a big change, like polar opposites. But um, we're kind of, the main reason we moved was you know, to, to open our own school and do jujitsu uh at a, like I said, at a place, you know, where we could spread it a little more. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty far away from where my parents were. My mom and dad are starting to get to that age, you know. So I'm just gonna kinda like get a little closer for a little while and, and see where it goes from there.
1: Okay. Cause that's a big jump from Hawaii to like Idaho. It's a huge decision, <laughs> you know, it was a
0: huge crazy uh you know, sporadic decision. But I think really what it was uh the sparked it was the pandemic because, you know, when the pandemic hit Hawaii, it, that, those first three weeks, you know, it was like people were freaking out, like they had no idea what was going to come. And a lot of businesses, including Maui Jiu-Jitsu and my wife's business, all, they, they all got shut down and we kind of thought there was not going to be any future. So we kind of made a decision to try to <clears throat> just go for it and maybe move to a town that um, where the businesses stay open a little. You know, we, we kind of chose Idaho. Um, yeah. And we were able to do that. We were able to come here and just get the business going right away, and um, yeah, now we're doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, because that's a you know pretty pretty big risk of you know just dropping a jujitsu gym in a town that's you know don't have much. Yeah, right now, so
0: yeah, it was a risk. It was a risk for sure. But I it was kind of a dream. You know, like when I started training, I I was about 18 years old, and I'm 41 now. And uh, once I decided I was going to do it full time, like I'm obsessed with it. I want to figure out a way to do this for a living. Mm -hmm. I kind of just started mapping things out, you know, and I would, for anyone listening, that's taking jujitsu real serious and you're younger, you will kind of want, you know, that first chunk of time, like, like 20 to 30, to be dedicated to you getting very good at your craft, learning, attending classes, seminars, competing, all of that, uh, just being the students. And then, you know, about 10 years, you're going to be close to black belt. And and so like, then you get to that, that higher belt and and you still want to take it serious. You still want to make this your living. So now you need to take what you've learned and start kind of making it into your teaching style and focusing on teaching becoming the best teacher you can be. And now, 40 to 50 is where I actually put that all into a real business. Let's see if I can make this business uh, that I've been working on for 20 years succeed. And then I enter that later stage in life. You have to almost let go of just being aggressive on the mats every day and entering every competition and start to turn that into coaching um, or teaching, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where I'm at. You know, I still have a little bit of that fire in me. But I really, um, I'm looking towards the future. You know, what's it going to be like in 10 years? What's my jujitsu going to be like when I'm 65? And that's a good goal uh, to be able to train, be able to like get on the mat with my grandkids when I'm 65 and um, not be too broken. So that's kind of, yeah. you know, that's where I'm thinking these days.
1: Yeah, like you started thinking about the longevity <laughs> uh, of it all because it, it really clicked for me when I got when I got my brown belt. Um, because I was always on the fence about where I wanted to go after you know, I would say after Black Belt with Jiu Jitsu, yeah. Um, because it was like, okay, do I want to compete for a while? Like I've you know, I've been trying to do. Um, do I want to maybe focus on getting my own program started, on school started? And it's just been like a roller coaster, man. Because you know, I love doing the podcast now because I've you know, talked to so many fantastic uh people. But I love that teaching, and I love that you know that training. So like like you said, just trying to find that balance, and then figure out like okay, after we get X, Y, Z, what's what's our next step? Yeah. So I'm right, kind of right in the middle of all that because like I would love to open the old school, my own school, but it's not. It's like it's not a need for me to. Yeah. Because of, you know how you know how good everything is going at my school, but you know eventually we we would love to expand and build uh build our name some more, but.
0: Like where? Where are you guys located?
1: Uh, we're in Detroit, Michigan.
0: Oh, right on.
1: Yeah. So it's not. We're not like flood or you know uh, flooded with jujitsu schools. Um, I think I've seen the most maybe like ten. That's not yeah. like too far out. So it's like. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad to open up a school here. That yeah,
0: might be a good a good place. You know, I I feel like like I said, you know, you you put a certain amount of time into. You know, you're helping your instructor and like and like building that knowledge, you know, with these guys. And then eventually when you become that senior belt. It's a good idea, I think, to think about the future, like you're saying. And, and then branching out and teaching more people jujitsu really is should be the focus, you know, because mm-hmm. the more people that train and take it like serious like we do, um, the better people we're going to be around in the world. Right. So right. It, we all open up our own schools there's going to be more people training jujitsu. Um, and that's one thing that kind of you know, I've been very happy to be able to do here is like show people who is Hoist Gracie, like where this came from and, and like, like give them the passion that all of us have, you know, from just growing up and watching it all happen. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Cause even, I, even now just, uh, you know, our school is, you know, is small, so but we've seen, you know, new faces come and go and just, um, the other day we were just talking about how like we remember when like everybody was like you know, white belts, yeah, and now we got we got new faces, but all our original people are you know at least blew up, and it's just like man what 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 happened with time, man, and then you see all these new hungry faces come in, they've got that same you know strong drive, but they're just younger bodies. <laughs> And yeah. it seemed like everybody that walks in off the street are wrestlers. So yeah. it's like, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> We've got a lot of wrestlers here too. A lot of wrestlers here too. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, to the kids that wrestled, you know, they're very hardcore wrestling and then they hadn't had a lot of experience um with jujitsu. So it's it's been fun and then like interesting to see them like learn how you can win from your back, you
1: know. <laughs> Right, right, right. Or you get to see those people that you know they they come in thinking strength is everything, and just gets swept and beat up by like the smallest person in the room.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had that yeah, even at this academy. I've had a few incidences with people coming in and just almost like challenge match, like they don't believe believe it, you know?
1: Yeah, they we like we haven't we haven't gotten that like a person just coming like I guess you want to say dojo storming, mm-hmm. but you know we get people who come like. You know, yeah, I heard about it. you know, I wanted to try it out and see, and then they see it and it's like, oh, this is a real deal. Yeah. But you see, but you see those videos a lot of people dojo storming and trying to like, you know, say that jujitsu doesn't work and they always get beat up by like the smallest person in the room.
0: And I think there's a lot more than people think. Maybe it's not so much somebody like bursting in the door with yelling and, and, and right calling somebody out, but more like taking the first class and just kind of playing the quiet guy and waiting for the time where it's spar and like they're just gonna try to take everyone's head off or try to go with the instructor and take take the guy's head off, you know, um that happens a lot more.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? It definitely definitely does. Definitely does. Um what uh, was about the X? Um so so opening uh we know we talked about opening the school and like in a location, but what's been like the I guess the heart, you know, besides like moving to like a new location, what's been the hardest part for you about running your school?
0: Hmm. My particular situation, it's a certain demographic, you know, so mm-hmm. it's a small town and it's far away from the bigger cities. So like we're isolated. Um, and the kids program has been like absolutely amazing. Just like we're probably the top kids team in Idaho, you know, competing right now all already. And, um, but the adult program is smaller than the kids program. And it's, I feel like it's kind of hard to get some of the adults to just get in there um, and give it a try. You know what I mean? So like, I would say that just getting adults to come in and try versus the kids um, has been a little bit of more of an issue for us, but I think it's the demographic, you know Um, usually the kids program is bigger, you know, than the adult program at most places. Oh yeah. But uh, different towns, different, People, You know what I mean? Um, but like, we've only had that, you know, a year and a half open. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're just going to blow it, blow it up with the adult program, uh, this year, you know?
1: Yeah. I I hope that, I hope that happens. But I think it's like when it comes to like kids, you kind of need that kid's class to like survive.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I I mean, it's the bread and butter. Mm -hmm. It's the bread and butter. And then also if you go to statistics of who is actually this year probably going to get in a fight it's the kids it's the kids, you know what I mean? it's the kids. Yeah. so like it actually applies more to the kids although of course you know things happen um but school is a gnarly place and you can just guarantee somebody's going to get in a fight i mean that's how it was at my school and even here in this small town it's the same thing everywhere um, right it's it's like a jungle you know high school middle school is like a jungle um so those kids are ready, you know, need to be a little bit more ready, especially the quiet uh, kids that might get picked on, you know, that kind of a style of a kid. They need to be, like, training all the time. You know, that's my philosophy. My daughter's just on the mat, like, five, six days a week. And people are telling me, like, or they asking me, man, I wish my kids would train like your kids. You know, people online all the time I get that. I wish they wanted to train like your kids wanted to train. And I'm like, bro, my kids don't want to train. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think they, they get up like me and they're like, we're going? Oh no, we have to have the argument, brother. We have to have the argument all the time. But there's certain things that are worth arguing. You gotta you gotta choose those battles because I always tell people, what do you tell them when they say they don't want to brush their teeth?
1: Go brush your teeth. It
0: happens, right? Like you have to make that happen. You don't just let them get away with, with that one, right? But yeah. people, people will let their kids get away with not wanting to go to Um, jiu-jitsu class, which to me is self-defense class, you know, especially when you're a kid. And um, most of the reason is exercise. So like, you know, that you have to run, you're gonna have to do some pushups, you're gonna have to do some sparring and it's a dread to think about that. But it's good for them to go because when something does happen, especially if your kid's in, like, you know, a big city like yours, you know, like public school there, you're going to see it. You're going to see fights. You're going to be around fights. And guess what? You might even be the one getting in a fight, having to protect yourself or someone else. Probably more than all the adults in that class. You know what I mean? Because the Mm -hmm. kids, like I said, it's a jungle. Every day they got to get up and they got to go to that jungle. Um, And when I was growing up, there was no jiu-jitsu school.
1: There was wrestling.
0: Um, which I really wish I would have done more of when I was younger. But, you know, like jujitsu, I think, has the ability to, like, give these kids that maybe never would have gone out for the wrestling team that same kind of fire in the, you know, in the fight, that same sort of ability to, like, you know, overcome somebody in a fight. And, and through going to class every day, you, sparring every day with these kids, you start to realize what you can do. And then that confidence kind of like gives you a a blanket of security to to go to school and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, just like with my daughter, she she be eager to go to classes. Like she'll take, you know, she'll uh, ask me like, um, you know, tomorrow's Tuesday, are we going to class tomorrow? Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll go. Or she'll have those days where she's like, ah, I'm not going. And I'm like, yeah. why not? I just don't feel like it. Oh, that sucks. Go get dressed. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And she go get dressed when we go to class.
0: It's happened. Yeah. It's just you know, there's some battles. Like I said, you don't have to compete if you don't want to compete. I'm not going to make you compete. I'll encourage it. But if you decide you don't want to compete, you don't have to. Um, But I need you to, like, get to 18, and you've been training since you were a kid. And then when you're that age, you're going to do what you want anyways. Right. You're going to do whatever you want anyways. I just need you to get these skills so, like, I know I gave that to you.
1: At least something, you know.
0: I gave you that skill, yeah. Definitely, definitely.
1: So, um... Do you still compete or are you just focus more on uh, training now? I mean, uh, teaching now?
0: Right now, I think more just focusing on the academy um, and teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I did a fight to win at the beginning or in 2022. Yeah, at the end of 2022, I did a fight to win. Um, but it's been a while now since I've competed. And yeah, I'm kind of like, it's so different over here because like I don't have like maybe one purple belt to train with, you know, everybody's brand new to jujitsu. Um and where I was at, I was training with 10 black belts every day. You know what I mean? So like
1: yeah,
0: it was it was just a little bit of a different thing. So I think I'm gonna need to like map out a tournament and then either, you know, make those trips to Boise to train with those guys over there or fly somebody out from Hawaii maybe to just stay with me for a month. So I have like a couple high high level sparring partners. Um if I'm gonna or something that's you know and then at the same time soon you know within the next five years i'm gonna zone it out i'm gonna phase it out to like a, not competing much anymore at all you know maybe every once in a while um but yeah my body's been through a lot competing and training so hard and with all the mma fighters and well just so many hard rounds um it's been through a lot so like right now i have like you know like an achilles thing going on i have a knee thing going on i have a shoulder thing going on and i'm you know i'm still on the mat trying to give rounds to the guys and it's just turning 40s different you know i never had any problem getting over an injury or or anything in my 30s you know so, uh, yeah. but now that i'm hitting 40 it's just in my face all the time cuz i'm still trying to push like i used to i'm on the mat every day um and then it's hard to say no to people when they want to roll um rolling with spazzy white belts like non-stop now whereas before yeah. i didn't own the school i was a head instructor but i would just make this guy go train with this guy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it wasn't like my student so, right like, now i have to roll with everybody i need everybody to know that yes if you want to roll with me i will and um the, you know there's spazzy white belts that will accidentally land on you or accidentally elbow you in the face or whatever it is you know yeah those are a lot of my rounds these days, you know, <laughs> like,
1: like you, you try to avoid getting beat up so much, but it's like, it, it's going to happen now. Yeah. like yeah. I can't, I can't tell them like, yeah, go roll with X, Y, Z. Cause they don't know.
0: Yeah. I get excited to work on, on something, you know, like a little more advanced. And then I get to class and, um, realize that there's not any time to work on anything advanced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we need to learn the basics for a while. Right. <laughs> and that's okay. Because, you know, I had my time uh, where I, you know, took advantage of every class, just training my ass off and only with the best guys in the room and selfish training. You know, I had Mm -hmm. that time. And now it's time for me to build some people up and and take the coach's role.
1: Yeah, that's that's how it's been for us, too, because we've been so used to the small, faithful few that we had that we had in class. You know, so now that we got all these new white belts, we kind of had to like take a few big steps back and kind of get them you know onto the basics so it's been kind of like we'll work work a technique and everyone who knows knows and then and everybody's sitting around like uh well what when y'all go over this it's like oh yeah you, <laughs> so you're new so we got to go back so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been fun man it's been it's, it's been a like a, a journey yeah definitely yeah. been a journey for, for it's sure. good to
0: be able to split them into different classes obviously you know yeah um, Right now, I feel like every class should be a white belt type class, so it doesn't. I don't really need to split them up, but eventually, I can have a intermediate level or or an advanced class where we know I don't need to teach these guys uh, how to escape the mount. I don't need to teach these guys, you know, the very basics. I can, I can. But they have to build up the team a little bit more first. You know. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, of course. Because we we do like um, six thirty. Uh, we'll do like a basics class, um, basically going over. I guess breaking down what we're going to be going over in our, I guess you want to say adults class. So yeah. it's a lot of drilling, a lot of repping. And then we go into our class where we'll take what we've been doing in the first class and actually, you know, fine-tune it. Go over the details. Yeah, yeah, go over the excuse me. Go over the details and then go from there. Yeah. But and like I said, it, it's yeah. definitely been a journey. Definitely been a big, big journey.
0: Yeah. I feel like the best competition teams, you know the that- – the, the ones that do just very well you know the whole team is the coach is not competing anymore like if you think like the mendez brothers have like probably the top kids team yeah they don't compete anymore they focus on those kids learning you know what i mean they're focused on same with like eddie bravo he doesn't compete anymore he's just focused on teaching those guys yeah every little thing and when you and same with donnaher right so like when you, it's it's interesting those top teams that really shine the students shine in the competition. The coach is not thinking about him competing at all. He's 100% focused on them competing, which is, I think what you need to get to that high level is you, you can't have a teacher that's thinking about his moves and like what he needs to do for his competition and what's best for his game. The Mm -hmm. whole teaching, the whole class has to be about uh, getting those, the skill acquisition, you know what I mean? Getting those kids better, getting those adults better. Um, and those are the teams that seem to shine, you know?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Cause you look at people like um Eddie Bravo and yeah. you know and all those those high level guys that's you know pumping out these these you know superstars. Yeah. yeah because they're taking it's like they're they're getting a a, a restart in life, if you will. Yeah. They're taking all this knowledge that they've been having on their body and they're putting it to a fresh young body
0: yeah and they're at the age man where they have to like if you know Mm -hmm. if they could go back they'd probably go back but things are just starting to kind of like break down and then you start thinking about man if it hurts now if i've already had three surgeries from jujitsu and i'm 45 Mm -hmm. what's it going to be like if i keep going you know what i mean so that's what you have to do is start uh paying it forward and getting fired up to pay it forward, redirecting that ego into somebody else winning you you like you said because the ego doesn't really go away you just find new ways to redirect it you know what mm-hmm. i mean um and then there's healthy ways to redirect it and, and on non-healthy ways obviously you know but yeah that's i think once you accept that you know like um you'll always have something to like be excited about in jujitsu, jitsu going mm-hmm. to class every day but you gotta eventually you know have that excitement about helping someone else you know and watching their progression
1: oh yeah it's and I'll I'll have those moments a lot too. Like I'll, you know, body banged up. You know everything hurts, and I got a white belt. It's like, hey, can we can we uh, work what we did last week in class? It's like, what did we do last week? Oh <laughs> shit! All right, come on, man.
0: <laughs> that's universal, right? That's ha- that ha- that's happening all over the place.
1: It's always like omoplata or some crazy movement where they want to rep and work i'm like oh man yeah out of all days today you want to do that stuff yeah 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 But, (laughs) but this is what you signed up for you know yeah this is what you signed up for
0: yeah it's um it's interesting teaching for sure um this place over here too it's like a completely different type of town you know from from the island life Mm-hmm. The island life, I had like a student, um, you know, they would bring me fresh fish, fresh avocado, fresh like mangoes, right? Mm-hmm. And now I got my moose guy. So like, <laughs> like I got a guy over here bringing me elk, bringing me moose. <laughs> Like I've never even eaten this stuff before, and I started eating like wild game since I've been living here. Uh uh-huh. had Deer before, you know, and fish, but like I never had moose, I never had bear, I never had elk, and these guys over here, man, they're just like hunting aficionados, big time. Like, you know, meat eating. Like these guys are just bringing me. I've been eating moose all month, bro. It's the <laughs> most, amazing, <laughs> most amazing food I've ever had. I don't know you
1: yeah, I've I've had moose and elk and deer before.
0: Yeah. These guys, this is high level moose over here, bro. High level.
1: Say grade A moose over here, in Idaho. Black
0: belt level moose, bro. <laughs> it's just funny, you know, everybody's uh friendly and everybody's happy about the jiu and they want to they want to hook the coach up. It's right. like you go to different places and you get different things, you
1: know. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's
0: that's that's so awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
1: So um so how so you say your kids they they train how do, how old are your kids?
0: Seven and eleven, both girls. Um yeah, and they started training in Hawaii before we left, obviously, and um they both been trained like training since they were four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they were doing really good. You know, they're doing really good. My oldest one is like kind of coming out of her shell, competition wise, and and aggressive Finally, having a little aggression on the mat, which she lacked that. You know. Mm -hmm. one of those kids, a little shy, a little uh, weaker than the rest of the kids, a little less coordinated than the rest of the kids. And then her dad's the coach, you know what I mean? So like, it was always uh, a battle for her, you know? Mm -hmm. And she just never gave up and um, through a lot of hard work, like, you know, and a lot of like trying, like all of a sudden, like the last tournament she like had five submissions. I'm like, what? How did that happen? I was just, I couldn't believe it, you know? Cause you kind of like the ones before she, got beat pretty bad you know and like it was like dang man we got to go back and work on this and and then on the last one like out of nowhere it's like it all clicked all these years of the reps and and the strength training and the and the training hard in class it just like clicked for her on the competition and she had like five submitted five kids you know i just couldn't believe it that's dope yeah, it was she was so happy too, bro. Like I never seen her so stoked. You know, it was just like amazing to see her daughters. And then my little one, she's like kicks everybody's butt, you know what I mean? Naturally. And then she can like just do crazy amounts of push-ups naturally. And the older one have a hard time with one push-up. You know, I'm like, how do you get this gift? You know, she got her mom's jeans or something. And um, so I'm always like, "Come on, you got." I know, you know, it's not as big a deal when she wins, you know. Right, it's like, I'm it just used, so used. We to know. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. We know, we know. I have to humble her. The other one, I'm like jumping up and down. We're going to, we're going to Sizzler. We're going to the Toy Store. You know, whatever you want to eat.
1: racking it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it been pretty amazing because in Maui. They were a part of the kids' team um, with all my friends and my instructor. But this huge, gigantic team. And I wasn't the kids' instructor. I taught different classes. Um, and now I'm just, like, the full-time instructor for them, you know? So, like, we've gotten all this bonding going on over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, all through jiu-jitsu. I mean, because it's our job. And then, then I don't have babysitters over here. So, like, they have to come with us. Even if they didn't want to train, they have to come with us. So they get off school and then, you know, they eat a little snack and then we got to go teach the little kids class and they come with us, you know? And then after the little kids class, is their class. And then, you know, we take them home and then we come back for the adult class or whatever, um, one of us does. And um, they just have to, have to do that. So for the last two years, it's been this jujitsu routine um, that they have to show up, you know? And then when we compete, we train extra hard and they've just been kind of like growing into their selves as fighters, you know, as jujitsu players
1: yeah yeah because um i've told the story a million million and one times at this point but yeah my daughter she started training uh, a few months ago and uh she you know like i said she likes it she enjoys it and you know especially she gets to spend time with her daddy so she's all she's always gung-ho about that but um she she showed a little interest in competing because i took her uh i took her to uh took with me when i did a, a tournament last year Mm-hmm. and she just saw all these kids running around with their geese, and she's looking at me like did you bring my gee?" <laughs> i was like no nah, I, awesome. I didn't bring it she's like why didn't you i'm like well you're not competing she's like well i want to i was like that's
0: awesome man that's awesome
1: i was like yeah we, we gotta get we gotta get you like you know get a program about a it program
0: going yeah yeah
1: but that's and that's the thing because our you know we're not a competition school so it's just her it's just her who I guess you want to say "quote unquote" has an interest in, in competing. So it's like, how do I train one kid?
0: You never know. I think if you just put that out there, like uh, me and my daughter, we're going to do this competition. And I, if any of you guys are want are interested in trying one, um, let's let's talk about it, and we'll put together a little competition class for this one tournament. Because I guarantee you, somebody else wants to. You know, yeah. and like Hoiler said, right? Hoiler said everybody should compete once. So mm-hmm. like, and that's coming from you know pretty close to the. Source. Right. So yeah, like, that's,
1: that's straight from the tap right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> and I like that. Everybody should compete once. You don't have to compete more than once. You don't even have to compete. But the real reason people, people, kids, anyone d- don't want to compete. The real reason is because it's scary. It is. That's the only reason. Because if they knew for a fact they were going to win all right, let's do it. Let's go. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: You know. hey, I would. Fact, right?
0: Somehow they knew, you know, but it's the, it's the scary part. So like being able to just at least once in your life, accept that there's going to be this scary moment on Saturday, here it comes. And I did it. I stepped up and I felt that feeling and I went out there and did it anyways. I think kind of that's what he means by everybody should do it. Um, especially re- regarding a physical confrontation with, with another person, you know? Right. It's a good idea. You know, it's not necessary. You know, uh, it shouldn't deter anybody from training. If They they should never feel like they have to compete. Right. But it's good to have a little something to, like, train for. You know, it really is. You you get in good shape. You you build up these strategies and you bond with the coaches and the other competitors. There's all kinds of good stuff about it. I think being hard on yourself because you lost, you know, which is something Kedron kind of talked to me about one time is like, it's really like if you compete and then because you lost that person quits, that's what sucks. You know what I mean? Like, that's why oh, you don't have to compete really is, mm-hmm. is the fact that it might ruin jujitsu for you. Right? right. So like, we don't want to ruin jujitsu for you. Right. So we right. have to make sure that that competition is awesome. Either way we, if we train really hard, we know we'll be okay out there. We'll be able to, to have an okay match. So right. we do that. And then we have a little fun dinner afterwards. Everybody's happy um make it a fun thing and i think you know it's healthy for the kids to do one um you'd be surprised you know like for me too my instructor he's he has a competition team over there for sure but he came from the roots of self-defense only you know so he's always kind of preached that not pushing the competition too much on people um but with those kids man like they want it's so fun for them to put the gi on like you said with all the other kids from around the the town that they don't know and then like somebody's going to get the medal it's it's fun right yeah all the other sports they they do a they do a competition you know they do a game and somebody gets a trophy or whatever it's good it's good for the kids
1: definitely definitely and uh it's just you know as you said as, as kids uh you know they they don't want to lose they don't want to feel like you know they let the, let their culture their parents down yeah and, you know she cuz she's cuz she you know she was so eager about it but when she came to the one i did in uh january a kid won by a rear neck choke and she saw a kid get choked out and she was just like uh what i was like what's wrong she's like she choked him i was like that's jujitsu that's that's what you're gonna
0: do (laughs) right that's what
1: you're (laughs) gonna do or it's gonna get done to you and she's like well i don't want nobody to choke me i was like well you kind of don't have a choice in some cases like it just it just I happens. Think, you but it's know, part like of you just got
0: to tap. You know, you just got to tap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's the craziest thing about it is you can always tap, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People don't want to tap, though, right? So, like, it, it, that's where it gets weird.
1: Cause uh, even when me and her role, you know, be playing around, you know, I'll lock up a submission and she'd be like, you know, let me go. I'm like, no, I'm not letting you go. You know what to do. How old is she, your
0: daughter?
1: She's uh, seven.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've been kind of like, She's been kind of showing like a lot of more serious interest in uh jujitsu because you know she'll ask me about what we've been you know what we're going over in class or uh she'll come to me after class after adults class she said dad you know I want to practice that and I want to practice a move too so it's like all right well let's come on oh, so good go. yeah so yeah so
0: it's just the fact that it's in her life you know seven is young my daughter's seven too and she has moments where you know like she she needs to probably like just relax and not go so hard, you know, and feel the pressure. So I'm always trying to be conscious of that. Mm -hmm. Seven is still young, but at the same time, it's like, this is just who the family is. So like, yeah, sister trains, your dad, your mom or the teachers, like, this is just your life. (laughs) Same
1: same here. I, you know, I'm assistant instructor, my wife, she's a, she's a four-stripe white belt. Um, So then we have our three year, I mean, our daughter who just turned three. So when she gets a little bit older, she'll be on the mats too. And, any future kids that we have is going to be this is this is kind of yeah, like the lineage now. It's good
0: now. man, it's good. It's so good. Martial arts put, you know, martial arts is is a good thing um to have in in a kid's life. Everybody knows that. So
1: Yeah, definitely. Cuz it it you know, it teaches them so much more than you can say in words, you know. It teaches them a lot about themselves, about, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that they can overcome because they have that, that experience when it comes to martial arts. So they know that if they can do something as strenuous martial arts and achieve something, everything else is going to be easy for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The role model. There's a lot of good role models, too. So many good role models and um, people to look up for in martial arts in general, you know? Yeah.
1: So what's been like you know, since you being a, an instructor, a dad and a husband, like how has that been for you to like separate the three when it comes to like jujitsu? I don't know that
0: it gets, I mean, obviously the wife and I will try to have time alone, you know, or, or like get a babysitter and try to just take a little vacation where we're not training or something like that. But I feel like with my wife anyways, like She's so right there with me with um, the passion for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Then also it's our business. So she's like passionate about, you know, growing the business and training herself and all that. That it's, we're really always like happy to be on the mat. So like if we have a role together, it's almost like something special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and before it wasn't like that because we we've, we've been together 20 years. Okay but she's only been training five years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, and I'm like, I tried to get her to train a lot before she never had any interest in training. Um, And then, and then five years ago, she got way interested in training and, um, and now it's like, you know, she has, she's in five years, so she's obsessed with it. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah, we, I probably need to keep finding time to do other things with my kids other than jujitsu. Yeah. Because it's my job. I mean, it's literally, it's like, it's how we pay the bills. So it's an everyday thing. So I try when I can to make sure that she just gets to do something, even if it's with a friend that doesn't do jujitsu um, or if, if we do something other than jujitsu, you know? Um, but it is a pretty big, huge thing in the family. And it's like all we do every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Because it's, it's funny because like um, I went to a, a parent-teacher conference the other day. And, you know, I had on my uh, jujitsu hoodie and the teacher was like, oh, so, you know, she saw the hoodie. So she's like, oh, yeah, LaMira told me, you you know, you train and teach jujitsu and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I do. And she's like, yeah, because that's all she talks about. (laughs) Yeah, It's jujitsu and how her dad's trained and her dad's this. And it's a cool subject, right? It's
0: it's a cool subject for a kid to talk about. That's what I get to all the kids that train. They're like the teachers just come. I say that's all they talk about in school. And I'm secretly I'm like yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Like yeah, I'm the cool dad. <laughs> it's just
0: better, about, it was just better than talking about freaking TikTok or whatever else they're talking about, you know? True. I'm like True. this is a good subject. I mean, yeah, they need to pay attention or whatever, sure. But like, it's a good subject for them all to be talking about. Yeah, you know?
1: definitely, definitely, definitely. But um, so yeah, that's um kind of it. But I usually ask everyone this question now uh, since uh since I got you here uh you know being in your rank you know you probably roll with a lot of people a lot of you know a lot of high rank people but who who's your main three top roles that you would like to roll with like the three the top three people you would like to roll with but i've never been able to roll with them never been able to to with khabib yeah
0: that'll be one um Wow. That's a good question. Um, Khabib would be one. I know that. I think, uh, maybe Charles Oliveira. Um, and like Gordon Ryan, probably. I mean, you know, it's hard to put it into three, but like, those are all people that, uh, are kind of currently still like on the top of their prime, you know, it'd yeah. be awesome to roll with hoist. I never got a roll with hoist. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like I, I, it's hard for me to pick three, but as far as the active young ones, yeah, I would love to be able to like f- roll with the best guy in the world, Gordon, or um, Charles Oliveira, probably like the best MMA jiu-jitsu guy, and then Khabib, that 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 wrestling, yeah, I wanna wrestling. Feel, I want to feel that. I want to feel that. You know, like it's supposed to be pretty amazing that kind of Dagestani pressure. Isn't that crazy? I love we... to play guard, so just to feel somebody capture me and like be able to you know get past the guard you know like yeah. it's always interesting to me because i'm always in search of a way to not let it happen so like when somebody can just make it happen it's like it's always interesting you know to yeah
1: see it's crazy how we 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 want to feel that pressure that everyone felt in the ufc like i want to see what that's like to be you know
0: well even just hit the footage of him rolling right like yeah there's footage of him just doing jujitsu yeah but and it's like man that's crazy how he can Put that guy there, and the guy, you know, I just want to feel that.
1: Especially like someone like you know the video of him, uh, him rolling with uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, it's like this dude got weight over you, strength over you, and you're just controlling him. It's like yeah.
0: now that's one guy I don't want to roll with. is Cormier, see, the, like I think I'm done rolling with with uh, 300 pounders. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the, yeah. Those days are over. <laughs> those days are over because I, I did it
0: before. I know it. What it feels like. My body doesn't need to practice that anymore. Yeah. Like, Hopefully, I don't have to ever use that. Um, but but unfortunately, with me,
1: to- I'm stuck with that because our teacher is a big guy. He's, you know, <laughs> he sticks something. He's 300 some pounds. Oh, my God. We got a lot of big guys in school. And, like, the two biggest guys in school are, you know, they used to wrestle in the MMA yeah. fighters. So it was like rolling with them. It's just like, oh, God, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so- you have to tell them in the middle of the match, hey, dude, roll over real quick. You know? <laughs> let me go oh, on top brother like,
1: like slow it down man i gotta go to work you're tomorrow you're not getting any better
0: on the bottom bro you need to work your bottom game that's what all right?
1: like you always on top let's switch you need <laughs> to work
0: your guard bro i'm telling you That's right
1: like come on man let's work something else man you always <laughs> always got me inside control do better let's let's try somewhere else
0: yeah
1: yeah but man do you have any questions for me uh other than that man i would like you to shout out your school um if you got anything going uh coming up going forward man the floor is all yours.
0: Yeah, if I could, if I, if anyone's out there listening and you're, you ever make it to Haley, Idaho, which is a great place to go snowboarding or skiing, if you're into that, like a great resort, come train Jujitsu 100. Love to have you. Um, if you're interested in any of my instructionals, which I have like maybe 13 different instructionals on BJJ Fanatics, you just type in my name, BJJ Fanatics. Um, my Instagram, Joel, my name, Joel Bowie. Um, my YouTube is my name, Joel Bowie. And yeah. Lamar thanks so much for having me brother I appreciate that I never had any kind of a connection with any jiu-jitsu person in Detroit and now I do now you do
1: man yeah. now you do so if you ever in the area or vice versa man we can definitely hit the hit the mats together for sure
0: yeah that'd be awesome that'd be awesome
1: yeah definitely definitely and, uh, yeah, and that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Joel once again for coming on and blessing us with his knowledge and wealth of in Jiu-Jitsu. I hope you guys learned and took some from our tales and experiences. Please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live Jiu-Jitsu. Have a great day. Thanks, Lamar. Yeah, yeah sir. Thank you.